is me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit.
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. My niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you wanna see the inside? Huh. I see you later, they come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket, rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it, uh-huh. here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try, so we roll with them. Uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Fright the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm slowing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh -huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh -huh. They come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try, so we roll with them. Uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milk as my <clears throat> God damn, guys. God damn is right. What is going on, everybody? Ah, what is going on? We have arrived. Your notorious heels have arrived on Monday, bro. What the hell is going on, everybody? How the hell is everybody doing? We're back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Heels podcast, man, and another edition of Notorious Unscripted. And how is everybody doing? We got our boy here. We got our boy, the mod father, the manager, Logan P.N., he is in the chat. How the hell are you doing, bro? Um, yeah, dude, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. We'll definitely talk about it, man. We'll definitely talk about it. But um, I guess let's just go ahead and hop right into the intro so we can get to talking about AEW Dynamite from this past week, man. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, so what is going on, everybody? We're back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, another edition of notorious unscripted man if this is your first time watching you guys do not know how the show works every monday we are on here after monday night raw with notorious unscripted and every friday we are on here at 4 p.m central with the news man also if you guys did miss this past friday's edition of the news that is wwe having two major major feuds planned for cm punk throughout his run wwe planning on feuds two years in advance possibly fucking crazy crazy bro uh wwe's got some major feuds planned for cm punk and mjf has revealed that the devil is hurt mjf is hurt man we talked about all that good stuff man that is episode 190 of the news i believe man and with that um if you guys did miss it it is available for you guys live on all platforms that is anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first join us right here every friday at 4 p.m central for the news man also if you guys have not got a chance to pick up some of the official notorious Hills podcast merchandise you guys can now find this live on the merch shop that is bonfire.com link is at the top of the description of this very video you have all eight of these beautiful designs and more available on the merch shop for you guys man you got the chicago flag design the uncrowned kings of the iwc the biggie inspired design you have the notorious seals podcast base logo design the the IWC's best kept secret, the Riddler inspired design. You have the Chicago or the Notorious World Order. You got the Chicago edition, like you see on your screen. You got classic black and white and Wolfpack red. You got the Grand Slam design, the Scratch logo, and the only community that matters. All eight of these beautiful designs are available for you guys live on bonfire.com. As well as, man, if you're looking for something festive to wear for the holiday season, look no further. Than the notorious Christmas design, like you see on your very screen right now. So again, all eight of the well, all nine 
of these beautiful designs and more are available for you guys live on the merch shop. Again, that is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. Also, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know who we are here at the Notorious Eels Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How the hell are you, man? Doing good, man. I'm I'm doing good. Just been uh, just been chilling, man. Waiting for this holiday to come up, man. Um, I can't wait. It's about to be about to be a good season, man. It's gonna be an even better next couple of years, man. With all this stuff we got coming up, man. So <laughs> it's worse than the intro. It is worse than the intro. It really don't say man that much. Only in the intro, but. I'm gonna keep saying it, bro. But um, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, all man, right. I'm doing good. Um, shit, yeah. Um, it's been good. Just waiting for the waiting for the holiday, man. Uh, <laughs> but um, like Durante always asks, "How's life? How's family? Life's good. The family's good. How is everybody doing in the live chat?" And in the replay, man. <laughs> well, what about you, bro? How are you doing? Yeah, man. Um, I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, I'm doing very good. Um, but yeah, bro. I'm doing good. Chilling, chilling, bro. Chilling. Just I don't know. There's, I guess, getting ready for the Christmas season, dude. I just chilling, bro. Going through the motions. Going through the motions, bro. So yeah, that, that's about it, dude. That's about it. Nothing, nothing interesting from my end of the, of the stick, bro. Um, but yeah. Um, so as Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. And what about you, Durante, Logan, Bell, um, JT, JB? Can't forget the homie Kate the Great. Um, and everybody watching now, and everybody a part of the Replay Mafia, man. How the hell are you guys doing, man? Can't forget my boy Rich and the Fed, of course. And my pops. So how the hell is everybody doing? Like I said, whether you're watching now or on the Replay Mafia, bro. So what is going on, everybody? Thank you for being here, as always, bro. So, so let's address the elephant in the room. Grand Theft Auto 6, man. Logan, that was Logan's first comment. Bro, we seen the first trailer today. It uh, came out a bit early because from what I believe, I didn't really care too much to look at it or look at why. I, I really just kind of, I really cared to see, um, I, I really cared to uh, just see the trailer. I didn't really give a fuck about why they were releasing it early. Uh, but, but, um, dude, it looked great. It looked fucking great, man. It, it looked really good. I liked, um, I, I liked uh, the... The crocodiles, they are the alligators or whatever the hell they got out there or whatever the hell them dirty hicks got out there. Fucking dude, they, um, they, uh, they kind of made them out to be a little scary, bro. I can't lie. Yeah, they kind of, they kind of bitched them out. I can't even cap. They just released it early, man. I mean, them, the man that leaked is probably going to die, but. It's um, it's insane. No matter what, they kind of did fold. They kind of did have to fold. Damn. Damn. That's I'm tough. Dead. Yeah, that's 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 really tough, bro. That's really tough. But um, but otherwise, otherwise, bro. Um, 
bro, they had fucking IG live on there. Fucking, there was somebody that looked like Raw Wave on that motherfucker. Dude, that, that should look fun as hell. So after you brought us through the whole roller coaster of how cool this game looks, it really looked it looked really nice. It looked really nice, I will say. I'm excited for it, bro. But after you brought us through all that, you drop the you drop the unfortunate news on us that um you know Grand Theft Auto 6, they show us the beautiful logo, and then right under that it says coming 2025. So kinda oh, sucks. Shit. Kind of sucks. Um, I have made a joke to our our uh, our very good brethren, uh, Mister Logan here, um, in our Discord group chat. I have made a I have made a joke like, just wait. Imagine this shit comes out twenty twenty five, while we are on our Minnesota WrestleMania trip, and we have to fucking wait till we have to we have to wait till we come back home to play it. So that shit's crazy. That is a little crazy, bro, but, I mean, we'll be at WrestleMania, so, I mean, we'll be fucking occupied anyway, so, I mean, it's not really too big of a deal, but, um, but other, otherwise, bro, that should look fire, that should look fire, and, and I'm excited for it, man, I'm excited. Truly, man, I can't wait for 2025, dude, I mean, mm-hmm. GTA 6, possibly, hopefully, WrestleMania in Minneapolis, man, the Batman Part 2, Ooh, come on, dog. 2025 about to be the year of the decade, bro. Wait a minute. For multiple fucking reasons. Didn't didn't Batman get pushed back? Yeah, I think it was originally come out in 2024. And then he got pushed back to 2025, if I remember correctly. Oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, well, anyways, to Sir K's point, that's about to be a banging ass year, bro. That's about to be really a banging ass year. Year of the decade, man. Year I can't of the fucking decade. wait. Hell yeah. I'm excited, bro. Shrek 5 in 2025. Shit about to go nuts. So Maybe if we don't get in 2024 and next Spider-Man movie would probably come out in 2025 too. Whenever they start making it. So, it could be a goaded ass year, man. It might be. Oh yeah, I think I think they wanted to start filming at the end in 2024. Yeah. So, I'm guessing it'll come out in 2025, bless you. So, thank you. I hope so, man. I hope so. Well, it would be nice to come out in 2024, but more than likely 2025, and it's going to go. I can't wait for that fucking year, man. If we could just skip 2024, I might be down for that. That is true. Then again, then again, if we skip 2024, we're going to miss CM Punk versus Seth Rollins, and we're also going to miss. Cody Rhodes, finally, and we're gonna miss Bash in Berlin. So, twenty twenty five is gonna be a twenty five. Yeah, twenty twenty five is gonna be a movie, but twenty twenty four hopefully is is looking looking pretty pretty swell too. If I do say so myself, it's crazy, man. Shit's crazy. I cannot fucking wait. So, so, um, yeah, man. Also, also. Dude, I don't know what the issue is, bro. I'm not even sick. But since yesterday, I don't know why my nose has been so runny. So if you guys see me uh, black out my camera for like five seconds at a time, just know I apologize. Uh, But also, got to give a few shout outs here. Um, This is the 
14 year anniversary, the uh, passing anniversary of uh, the great, the great Umaga. So just want to shout out to Umaga, bro. Um, Watching, watching some of his matches growing up were always, always, always fun, bro. Always fun. He was so cool. Uh, The Samoan Spike. Uh, My very first WrestleMania I ever watched was WrestleMania 23, and that was the WrestleMania that um, he faced Bobby Lashley on. Um, Another one of my favorite matches from my childhood that I remember so vividly were were his matches with Cena uh, for the WWE title, and then um, his match, uh, his... uh, uh, I want to say it was a false count anywhere match against Jeff Hardy um, from, I believe it was... Might have been Extreme Rules 2000 and no, it wasn't Extreme Rules. It was one of those pay per views from 2008. I can't remember the name of it, but so I I, I want to give uh, I want I want to I want to shout out uh, the late great Umaga man. What a what a fucking talent, bro. What a talent. I often think about talents that would fit seamlessly into today's era of wrestling, and a lot of guys come to name. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of names come to mind. Uh, Kurt Angle, uh, Rob Van Dam. Uh, there's a huge list, bro. But um, I can go on and on forever. Uh, but a guy like Umaga, uh, 100% stands out um, as as one of those as one of those people, bro. Um, so rest in peace to uh, a, a true legend, man. So rest in peace, man. Truly, rest in peace to a goat, man. And um, and I never got to watch you know any matches while he while he was here. I wasn't watching at the time, but um, truly still a legend to this day, man. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, man. Um, and to my knowledge, we got another. We got another. We got another uh, passing anniversary coming up on Friday. Because if my memory serves me correctly, I want to say it, it was December eighth. That was the. Uh, death anniversary of the late juice world bro so one of my one of my music goats so we'll talk about that on friday i'm sure but i also now onto a positive side i want to give a huge shout out to the 14 year anniversary of wwe signing the usos who you guys might have heard of them they you that you guys might have heard of them. They just might be the greatest tag team to ever step in a WWE ring. I would say, yeah, I would 100%. say in that company, greatest, easy, a hundred percent, easily. The Usos, bro, um, yeah, no question, no question, dude. Uh, you got, you got. Dude, I, I, I fucking, I, I, I shove my Mount Rushmore in your guys' face so much, uh, without even realizing it, bro. But you guys know where they stand on mine. Um, it goes Bucks, um, and then Usos, bro. So they're right there. But if we're talking strictly WWE, obviously Bucks have never been there, bro. So, um, uh, but yes, the 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 Usos are easily, without a fucking question, the greatest tag team to ever step in a WWE ring ever. Um, truly, man. truly. So shout out to them, bro. Shout out to them, dude. Uh, fourteen years of greatness. Um, 
yeah, fucking golly, bro. 14 years of greatness, man. And it's been, uh, um, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, bro. It's been a wild ride though. Yeah. I've, I, I've, I remember watching the Usos debut. I remember watching the Usos debut, man. I remember, I remember them and Tamina coming out and attacking the Hart dynasty, um, that I, I remember, I remember that very fondly, bro. And little did I know, did little, did little, little John boy, little Johnny boy. know sitting in his, uh, sitting in, sitting in his living room at, uh, what nine or 10 years old, little, little did I know that those guys would be my favorite, my, uh, favorite WWE tag team of all time, bro. So, and then over the years, bro, I remember hating the Usos. I remember hating the Usos, dude. And then when they turned heel on SmackDown in 2016, I remember bumping their theme song when it didn't have any words. I remember telling mm-hmm. people, I remember bumping it and telling people that shit went nuts. And then before before we know it, man, we were getting the uh, f- um, from wrestling tights to the all whites promos, bro. Um, and we were off to the races, dude. And we were fucking, we were living in the Uso Penitentiary, bro. And these guys were putting on match of the year on on pre shows and and getting stiffed at WrestleMania and getting seven minutes and getting pre shows and doing all this and doing all that. Uh, just for WWE to stifle their momentum again in 2019 and doing all the Usi hot stuff. And then, and then, and and then, uh, and then a tribal chief came along. No, not me. I'm talking about Roman Reigns. Um, and, and then, and then a tribal chief came along, bro. And these guys fucking formed the bloodline and, um, you guys already know, bro. I think the Usos are the greatest tag team in WWE history. Well, in that, I I, the, I think the Bloodline is the greatest faction of all time. Um, so, um, longest reigning tag team champions of all time. Um, it's been a fucking ride, bro. It's been a ride. And they are a tag team for the ages and a tag team that you should not, um, not ever uh, take uh, take for granted take for granted because their their greatness does their greatness does not come along um much bro um there's there's um often often imitated never duplicated that's you know that's that's the usos bro that's the usos man those guys are those guys are great man those guys are fucking great um and they they're 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 they are a uh a generational tag team they're a generational tag team and then even nowadays bro if you're not rocking with main event Jey Uso, bro, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And if you don't think that man Jimmy is fucking hilarious, then I also don't know what to tell you, bro. So cheers to 14 years of greatness for the greatest tag team in the WWE history, man. So Hell yeah, man. Yeet. Man. Hell yeah, man. That. Great. Well. They can't say that. I'm gonna still fucking say that shit. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about that shit. Uh, That's some bullshit. Or some money Look mark that. when you need them. Swear to God, one of the few th- little things about TK being a money mark. Um, hey, whatever legal stuff is in the way of saying you, that motherfucker would just pay that shit no problem. We need Paul Money Mark Levesque. I think that's who. In this instance, man, that's who we need right now. He needs him. I don't. I don't need him twenty four seven. But for situations like this, I need Paul Money Mark Levesque to to pop up his head, man. 
before we start talking about more EW, and I'm trying to think of funny names to call Dynamite, the new Raw, whatever. Um, I got one question for 2025. Okay. By the time GTA 6 releases, do you think CM Punk will be fired? <laughs> it's it's possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and okay. and I'm gonna go ahead and move with a little optimism here. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say Good. if he becomes problematic, they will make him edge level of part-time that is true i could see that you know what i respect that i think i'm gonna say that too i i'm gonna give the hopeful no yes a hundred percent a hundred percent and 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 guess what aew wwe is probably not putting him in a match until the royal rumble and if they they will i could see them maybe putting him in one i could see them maybe putting him in one match but dude cm punk cm punk ain't wrestling bro you gotta play to his strengths. They were having that man wrestle way too much. Oh yeah, man. Even if you want it, sorry, can't get it. I gotta preserve you, dog. It's that simple. Yeah, definitely, bro. So, so, um, so yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I'm gonna go ahead and say if if they even start to sniff him being problematic, I'm gonna say they put him on a very limited part-time edge like schedule i'll say I see it i could definitely see that man so i hope he finishes this contract or at least let him finish one contract at this point seriously well, he can't let himself finish the contract but hopefully he could finish a contract man yeah that's true so aw dynamite tonight Gave us close to no segments, just all long matches. We had Continental Classic stuff. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna say that I don't think Punk is gonna be problematic because I didn't think he was gonna be problematic in AEW, but as time goes on in AEW, man. The, you know, it definitely, my mindset on it starts, started to switch a little bit. As soon as I heard that he wanted to talk to them and they don't want to talk to him. So that was kind of one thing that I may, you know, uh, definitely changed my tune on it a little bit for sure. For sure. Yes, definitely. He, he definitely, he definitely knows that it is his last chance in professional wrestling, but the that thing is, is, the thing is, Punk is the kind of guy, bro, where if if he if he doesn't believe in something, if he doesn't, if if he you know if if he if he feels strongly against something, he will go ahead and say it, and he doesn't really care who it's gonna piss off. But I'll tell you what, bro, in WWE so far, they are playing up to real life beef, so good. So good. And we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later, bro. But they're actually playing into, like, blood feuds that people want to see that these guys are willing to be professionals about. 
and I can respect that. So that's exactly that's what we could have seen in the other in the alternative. Yes, could you imagine CM Punk versus Hangman after all that shit went down? A, a oh. another feud where these guys were actually working together this time, bro. That shit would have been it, man. I, I, I go back and, and, and I watch and I I watch all these CM Punk AEW promos and it's like you could have added so much more to that fucking rich, rich history of promos you already have. Um fucking the first dance promo, the Eddie Kingston promo, multiple MJF promos, dude. I mean uh some of the some of the promos with Hangman, the one where he walks outside the whole in, uh the whole outside of the ring. Um, his promos against John Moxley, they're all so fucking good, but it's like, imagine if you would have got another hangman feud worth of promos out of that. Imagine the elite, you know, a lot of stuff, man. And also we never got to see punk versus Danielson. It wasn't meant to be bro. Fucking robbed again. Mm -hmm. God damn it. The world cannot, we can't just get that fucking match. We really can't. So. On this episode of Dynamite, we got uh, more Continental Classic action. Um, I've seen people calling it the Predictable Classic. <laughs> and, it is. And that's exactly, that is exactly what it is. That is exactly what this is so far. So, uh, in the opener, we get John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. Whoever's going to win this match. Oh, dude, I, I have no idea. I have no fucking idea. Um, John Moxley wins against Jay Lethal. John Moxley oh, beats, yeah, yeah, way he actually beat him. Um, yes, John Moxley beats Jay Lethal in the opener to AEW Dynamite. Um, puts six points on the board. Um, so yeah, so Mox now has six points on the board. And yeah, that was the opener to AEW Dynamite. Pretty good match itself. Pretty good match itself. Um, but just, I guess I, 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 I can't say I was too thrilled with a John Moxley and Jay Lethal match. Um, no, exactly. Just me, though. And the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just me, Ooze. Um Tony Schiavone's then in the back with Ric Flair and Sting. <laughs> but, well, ironically, well, ironically, actually, the best fucking part of the night, genuinely. This was easily one of the best parts about this show. And it was because this was fucking hilarious this man rick flair trying to cut a serious promo bro this man was fucking talking in circles he was word vomiting i mean dude this guy didn't know what the fuck he's screaming his head off to a sting me and sting clash of champions we battled wrestlemania we walk back in the locker room and there were 25 people standing up telling Sting, you're the real deal. You're the man. You're going to make it in this business. You're the man, Sting. And all these years later, Sting's a man. He's the man. He's going to retire. Greensboro Coliseum. Revolution. 
Bro, this was fucking hilarious. Tony Schiavone and Sting were fucking sitting there laughing at this man. It was so fucking funny, dude. It was so funny. Um, but the um main thing about this uh the promo was they did announce that uh Revolution 2024 will be in um uh North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, in the Greensboro Coliseum. Um, so it's going to be in the Greensboro Coliseum where, uh, I guess Sting and Ric Flair had the match that put Sting on the map. (sighs) So this brings me to my next point. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of rumors going around that the match for revolution is going to be Darby and Sting versus Ric Flair and Andrade. God, no. (sighs) Tony. Tony. Would you please fucking spare me here? Dude. (sighs) Uh, Just no. Please, for the love of fucking God, no. Just do Darby Allen versus Sting. It'll be Sting's first singles match, I believe, in AEW. And he could put Darby out, and he could put Darby over on his way out. It's perfect. It's been set up from the beginning, bro. Like, what are you guys doing here? That is a horrible idea. I hope that does not happen at all. First of all, like Logan says in the comments... Please don't put Ric Flair in the ring. Um, I don't need any of that. I don't want to see that. I don't think anybody wants to see that. Um, so just don't put it in the ring. Avoid all of that. Um, let him try to go back to WWE at this point. And just do the obvious match thing. Darby. It's what's been built up since he returned, man. What are they trying to do with this, man? Tony Khan cannot ruin it at this point, dude. He can't. He can't, dude. Um, so that was that. Now we jump right back into some more in-ring action. Seriously, dude, he really doesn't, dude. And I think Sting, at least the way they talk about him, he seems like such a nice and such a giving guy. I would think he would want to at least put somebody over on the way out. And who better than Darby Allen, being that your only other pillar that's still standing is already a made man in MJF. Not that Darby isn't a made man, but, hey, Darby could use that. Yeah, that'd be a great accolade for Darby. So, that'd be perfect, man. It's not like the other two are doing themselves any favors. You got Uh, one that you could do any favors right there. Exactly, bro. The student... Finally overcomes the mentor. It's a beautiful fucking story to tell because fucking Darby and Sting have been cool as shit together, you know. So they've been they've been one of the one of the better parts about AEW throughout the whole entirety of their run together, bro. So who doesn't love Darby and Sting? I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't, bro? So and the next match in the Continental Classic. This was my this was one of my most anticipated ones. Roosh versus Mark Briscoe. 
Oh, dude, I've anticipated this shit for years. I have, bro. This is this is fucking more anticipated than fucking CM Punk versus Roman Reigns for me. Um, oh yeah. No, the I, I mean, I I I love both of them. Um, I think Mark Briscoe's great. I think Mark Briscoe has a Jesus, I think uh, Mark Briscoe has a beautiful elbow drop, um, and uh, and Roosh Roosh is uh, is fucking great as well, but um, I don't know, dude. Um, yeah, this was just another another um, another good match. <coughs> Golly, oh my throat's so dry. I have a fucking water, bro. Just another another match in the Continental Classic, bro. So yeah, this was. This was that, and um, yeah, it, it was it was good. It was hard hitting. It was all those, it was all those things you would imagine a Roosh match would be. Um, and uh, yeah, he ends up uh, beating he ends up beating Mark Briscoe with his little uh, corner drop kick, um, his corner drop kick thing, and um, puts uh, finally puts some points on the board as Mark Briscoe <coughs> is still sitting at zero. So. Yeah, man. So that is um. So as is uh, so for the the gold block, for uh um the content uh, the predictable classic, uh John Moxley has six points. Uh, Swerve. Oh wait, never mind. I'll just do this because there's another match for the Continental Classic at the end of the show. Um, yes. So yes, Roosh picks up the victory and puts another three points on the board. Um, R.J. City. Then um, goes in the back and uh, asks Tony Storm about uh, how she's going to defend her title if she's hurt. Um, she's obviously not hurt. She was just kind of yeah. nursing, nursing her injuries or whatever. Um, oh yeah, that was that was pretty much that. And the next part of the show uh, is apparently the guy that uh, everybody hates. Um, around AEW nowadays, uh, MJF. The guy keeping him afloat. Yeah, seriously, the guy keeping the entire company warm is the guy that everybody wants to go and fucking tweet their displeasure for. Motherfuckers, uh, way to way to make him feel like AEW's his home. Good fucking oh, yeah. going. That, that, yeah, that's just another thing you need at this point. Yeah, let's you know, let's let's make MJF feel like he needs a new start. Good going, nice. No, exactly. Fucking phenomenal work over there, guys. Phenomenal fucking family you got there. The fuck, man. A day one. Now they're not even welcome in the company anymore. The fuck, dude. MJF starts talking about Samoa Joe. He starts talking about how Samoa Joe was an excellent worker. He starts talking about how if it wasn't for Samoa Joe, there would not be a place like All Elite Wrestling. Um, he 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 talks about there was a quote from it. Let me see if I still got it. Let's see. Let's see. Mm. Ah, dude, I literally just had it, bro. 
Okay. Think. There we go. Okay. So MJF. Uh, MJF says, uh, he says, but what Joe did for the sport was bigger than that. Samoa Joe proved that you didn't have to be a massive male bodybuilder to be a top guy in this sport. Samoa Joe broke the mold. Samoa Joe proved that alternatives matter, and because of the road Samoa Joe paved, it allowed like a, a man to a man like me to stand here before you today. Without a guy like Samoa Joe, there may be no AEW. He then would talk about how Samoa Joe is the kind of guy, and I wonder who this is pointed towards, Samoa Joe is the kind of guy who believes, who is here because he believes in those three letters, A-E-W, and he's not just here to line his pockets. Hmm, wonder who, they, wonder who he's talking about there. Um... So, so he says, um, you know, Samoa Joe is not here to line his pockets. He said, um, Samoa Joe was so great, but was never granted the fortune of becoming a world champion in WWE crowd booed and, um, some, um, he then talked about how he was going to beat Samoa Joe at World's End because he believes in AEW and he believes uh, and he is going to fight for the fans. And before you know it, before you know it, man, the masked, the unknown, the unknown uh, start flashing their strobe lights like um, like the fiends about to come out. They all um, now have jackets that have the devil mask on the back of them. Um, they have MJF, uh, they're about to hit him with a baseball bat and then Samoa Joe comes out and grabs the big guy with the, he grabs the big guy that was about to hit Max with the bat and he chases all of them off because Max is his, um, Max is, uh, he is protecting Max to make sure that he's 100% for World's End, even though he has a torn labrum, um, the feed cuts out for a long 10 seconds. And dude, I fucking thought that their feed actually cut out. And it, oh, it was so funny. Oh, dude, it was hilarious. I thought it was going to be the most poetic thing in AEW history. They have a segment <clears throat> where this faction, you know, takes out the feed. And the feed legitimately goes out. That would have been fucking poetic, but dude. it didn't. It was just the first segment, but dude, it was so long. Yeah. We, we literally, while watching, just started dying laughing because we thought I went out for a second. Yeah, we did. <laughs> God. <laughs> so then some letters finally pop up. They say, In the shadows, our game begins. Next week, M and next week MJF and Samoa Joe. Will face the unknown. Um, golly, and okay, give me two seconds here. Okay, in the shadows, our game begins next week. MJF and Samoa Joe will. Uh, will you face the unknown in a tag match? Are you a hero, Max? 
Um, MJF, uh, MJF then says he's tired of the bullshit. Samoa Joe is trying to talk him down, telling him no. Uh, he says he's tired of their, uh, their, their mask bullshit. And next week, him and Samoa Joe are going to face the unknown in a tag team match. Um, yeah, man. So the big guy in the group, uh, judging what happens next, it's the most obvious fucking thing on the planet because next... We get Wardlow in a match, and he is facing A.R. Fox. And Wardlow Mm. comes out with his hair all fucking messy, like he just took off a mask. Literally, bro. They couldn't have waited, like, another fucking match to do this one. Or he couldn't have fucking, I don't know, put some water on his fucking hair to make it not look like he just took off that mask that he was obviously fucking wearing. It's just... It's weird where they're going with this man. They're and they're having MJF in another match before World's End again. What are you guys doing? The man is legitimately injured. Like obviously, <clears throat> I see something happening. This either halt the match or MJF will barely step foot in it. But still, why are you even booking matches with MJF until World's End? It makes no sense. Seriously, bro. Literally, that was one of that was one of our main requests coming out of Friday. Is you could not have this fucking guy wrestle, and they have this guy wrestle. <laughs> Golly. So, Sir K, do you want to take a wild guess how Wardlow ended up defeating Ar Fox in this match? Let me guess. Let me take a guess, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna get it right, but I'm gonna try. You'll probably he get hits it wrong. a couple. These Wardlow matches are real unpredictable nowadays. I'm telling you, he hits a couple power bombs for the mm-hmm. power bomb symphony. Mm-hmm. They call the match. They mm-hmm. ref ends the match and throws the towel in. And mm-hmm. Wardlow walks away, steps out of the ropes, and takes his um straps to the, his singlet off as he walks away. Is that what happened, dude? How did you hit that? Right on the fucking head. It's almost like it happened before. It's almost oh, like it happens every fucking week. Dude. Literally the same thing every the same sequence of events every week. Paranormal Symphony ref ends the match. Wardlow walks out and takes fucking straps off his singlet every single goddamn time. I also wanna ask again. How does Tony Khan live with himself knowing that AR Fox is not in the Mogul Embassy anymore and he's doing this? How? Such a crime, dude, over petty fucking bullshit. Thought this was the place that wasn't with fucking backstage politics. Look what happened to AR Fox. That is the definition of bullshit ass backstage politics fucking over somebody. Fucking ridiculous, bro. Fucking ridiculous. AR gets a little bit of offense in this one, so I guess that meant it was a little different from from uh, the other weeks. But Wardlow actually didn't hit a couple power bombs. He hit one last ride type power bomb, and fucking they called the match off. He walks away and he takes his singlet straps down, 
and he walks away like he does every fucking week. God, literally on repeat, the same sequence of events every single fucking week. <clears throat> we get Matt, Jeff, and Brother Zay versus Top Flight and Action Andretti. Um, a bunch of fucking charisma vacuums. <laughs> Dude, literally, bro, like... <laughs> Just fucking people think Jason Jordan was a charisma vacuum. These fuckers are fucking, you, you know, the fucking pump you pull your car up to to vacuum your car. That's what the fuck they are. They're that fucking. They're the car vacuum that you pull up to at the fucking oh, fucking shit. car wash. Oh, Just a bunch of fucking vacuums. <sighs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, Top Flight's decent. Top Flight's decent. The only thing yeah. with Top Flight, though, is as soon as they go to get a little bit of fucking momentum, dude, one of them gets hurt, you know? Exactly. So they've just yeah. kind of been cursed with an injury bug, but fucking, uh, I'll sit here all day and tell you that Action Andretti is absolutely a fucking charisma vacuum, 100%. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Super over in a signing, beating Chris Jericho, and classic Tony Khan. Never did anything with him. He's just action and ready. Whatever the fuck that is. Um, and, you know, Top Flight, they're good. I like them. I like their song. I like, I like both of them. They're a great team. Just that injury bug, man. I hope they don't get that Tegan Knox career, man. But it's kind of looking like it a little bit. But I hope not, man. I hope I hope they can rebound from all the injuries, man. But action ready. Straight vacuum at the fucking car wash, dude. I swear to God. Yeah, uh, this was Dante's homecoming in Minneapolis, so he got the 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 uh, home homecoming welcome as these guys uh, beat the Hardy Boys and um, these guys beat the Hardy Boys and Brothers A. <sighs> please, yeah, please get get it off, get it off, bro. Get the fucking. Get the Hardy Boys off my damn TV. I don't care what fucking Jeff and Matt say on their podcast. Get them off my TV. Um, and get fucking Brothers A off my TV, too. I'll either do something with them or bring back Mark Quinn, bro. And have fucking your tag team that you never used. Yeah, it's literally, it's about goddamn time. These guys have been in AEW for four years. Fucking got the luxury of fucking beating the Young Bucks clean. First match, and all you have for them is to be paired with the Hardy Boys because they looked up to the Hardys when they were kids. Get these fucking guys in NXT or something, bro. Please. Get this for, fucking point, man. For the love of God. Um. <sighs> after the match, Penta goes up to Dante Martin... Congratulate him on coming back. This is the same guy that injured him. Literally. The, the, yeah. The, these, uh, the Lucha Bros, these death traps of fucking wrestlers. Dante, Darius, and Action. Vacuum Andretti. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> fucking, so Top Flight and Vacuum Andretti are then greeted by Penta. Commander and Vikingo. 
I'm sorry you've killed any fucking mystique around El Hilo del Vikingo. Good going. Tony Khan killed the mystique around that fucking guy. Like, come on, dude. How do you do that? Completely. I'll tell you exactly how. Having him fucking wrestle on Ring of Honor every week and bringing him to every other fucking Rampage taping that ever exists. What the fuck? Those two useless shows you fucking produce. Good going. Good going, man. Mm. He came in and fought Kenny Omega. And now here we are. Uh, a couple months later, maybe a year later or whatever it is, and this guy is fucking just hanging out with the rest of the luchadors, just being in lucha friends and hanging out with fucking Alex Oberhanties. Good going. <sighs> like, let's put the guy that just injured this guy in the same match again right as they come back from injury. What? What are you doing here? Like, dude, they are death trap wrestlers. They're not death match wrestlers. They're <laughs> death trap wrestlers, bro. Get them get them off my TV too, man. I'm telling you. Seriously, bro. Send those guys to the performance center. Fucking performance center. Seriously, bro. Seriously. Um we have a TBS open. <laughs> he doesn't learn. This fucking guy just doesn't fucking learn. So I want you guys to understand my process of watching this show. So we go from them telling us that Dante Martin is going to be in the ring with Pentagon again to then a TBS open, and it's not even somebody fucking interesting. It is... Emmy Sakura. Tom. Uh, oh my god. Dude. This Japan mark. Dude, he's a fucking money mark. He's a New Japan mark. I mean, bro. Can this man be a story mark? This, at least one of those? Literally, bro. I mean, this guy. I mean, what are you doing, dude? Ah, uh, good lord. Um, Emmy Sakura is the fucking is is the is the open challenge opponent. Why? Nobody Why? wants to see this shit, Tony. What do you, what do you not, what is not getting through to your head? People do not want open challenges anymore. Like, they, oh, this TBS fucking rain isn't working. I'm going to try it again and do the exact same thing that made the other one not work either. And he does that with fucking everything. Trios, tag, TBS, TNT up until Christian. Fucking, um, what's the other fucking one? All Atlantic, whatever the fuck that title is called. Repeat after repeat of the same mistakes. Our your sinus is so clogged up with cocaine that you just can't fucking breathe and think, dude. Like, what is going on? Dude. I, I don't, I don't fucking get it, bro. 
I don't get it. Um, and by God, if you have an open challenge, it better be somebody more fucking intriguing than Emmy Sakura. Do you think people paid a ticket to see Emmy Sakura versus Julia Hart? Is that what you think people paid to be there for? Honestly. Literally. I don't ask for a fucking man. We we joked about Storm and Gorilla if we didn't get CM Punk at Survivor Series. You know what I Storm Gorilla for? Getting that episode of Dynamite. Hmm. Unfucking believable, man. God. Julia Hart retains. Shocker. And um Christian Cage, the patriarchy of AEW, comes out here, the GOAT, one of the one of the one of the GOAT TNT champions. Yeah, we're do yeah, we just got done talking about uh these open challenges. Look at what the fucking TNT open challenge being taken away did for the TNT title. The TNT title feels fucking cool again. It actually means something again. Yeah. Because it's got a story around it. It's got a guy who holds it at one point, technically didn't hold it, but was holding it. Um, that fucking you, you got to get a reason to get a TNT title shot. There yeah. has to be a story, and it's phenomenal. And he gives off the fact, and he gives off the, the, the factor that he fucking loves and cherishes that title like he's the belt's father. Exactly, he is the belt's father. He will do anything. For that goddamn title, so what? <sighs> open challenges are, are 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 dead. I hate open challenges now. Yeah, I wish I hate could fucking go back in time and stop John Cena from doing that open challenge. Not because it, it was bad, but because the good that was sparked all this goddamn bad. Yep. Well, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to um. What was the date of that dynamite where Hangman said that promo? May twenty fifth. Oh. Oh, May 20th. What a butterfly effect. I swear to God. You don't know what, what I'm really doing? I'm turning back that clock. And when Coca-Cola and CM Punk sat down into that podcast, I was told, hey guys, might not want to do that. Just for future reference, might not want to do this podcast. Spirals into a whole many of things, but yep. you might want to cut Man. that camera. That's <laughs> crazy, bro. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's that raw episode too last week was the anniversary of that, which is even crazier. Yeah. Yep. Man. Look at that story, man. So Only crazy. that fucking friendship never happened. Wonder what we would have. Oh, oh those yeah. guys those guys would have just been two happy best friends in AEW. That's crazy. You know, I think about this a lot. And you could tell the reason Punk probably wanted to make amends is because he is such a huge Brett guy. Um, Brett is often on record saying like, man, if I would have worked shit out with WWE, the amount of money that me and Sean could have made, the amount of story that me and Sean had left to tell... We had so much more money to make the company. We had so much more story to give to the fans. That is going to be the same way the elite feel in like 10 years um, when their careers are kind of behind them. There's going to be no CM Punk feud that ever happened. Um, 
it's it's gonna burn them up, bro. I already know it. Oh fuck yeah, you know it. It's gonna burn them up in a couple of years, and rightfully so, cause y'all fucking couldn't just be professional adults and when work the shit out. You had to wait, make a man wait six months, cause you knew he was gonna get in an argument with somebody before that. You just wanted him gone. And that, that's all it is, and I hope they severely regret that shit. I hope they already do. I probably already do. And I hope in the coming years they severely regret letting all that happen. 100%, bro, 100%. I know, I know for damn sure I, 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 would, I would feel that way if I were them, but we'll see. And it's, it's going to be a feeling that it's going to be, it's going to be a feeling that is not good. But I wonder how long those NDAs last for. Because I wonder if they do have a time or if it's a lifetime thing. Because, goddamn, I want that dark side of the ring. Oh, dude, I, I need that dark side of the ring. That'll be the best episode of Dark Side of the Ring ever. Just seeing the silhouette of those two, of those two groups fighting. I <sighs> need the silhouette of a steel biting Kenny Omega's arm. I need it. I swear to God. So. Christian's out there, he's standing behind a bunch of security guards, and he calls Rated R Adam out there. Uh, so Rated R Adam comes out, and he gets in the ring, and he, <laughs> he you know, tells Christian, you know, what's up with all the security guards, and Christian tells them, um, the security guards are not my idea, they were AEW management's idea, um, so he tells the security guards, he says, hey, boys, you guys can have the night off. I, I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk to my friend. So he tells Adam, he tells Raider R. Adam, he tells him that, he tells him that, um, he says to him, um, I, I want to team together again. He tells him he wants to team together again, man. He, uh, he was telling him, see, the other day I went for a drive. I had the, and I had the windows down, he says. He says, he says, and and on that ride, I was thinking about how we grew up. We grew up as best friends. We were, uh, we did everything together. Um, you slept over at my house. I slept over at your house. We went to school together. We did this and that. And he started naming everything um, that they, they did together as they were growing up. He said, when you were growing up, Everyone knows that you did not have a father. Um, crowd kind of gasps, but Christian didn't hit him with it. He says, so in turn, my father was your father. He treated you just like one of your own kids, uh, or just like one of his own kids. Um, he talked about how they, he talked about how when his mom passed away, he was there for him. And it was one of the hardest moments of his life. And one of the last things that she said when she was on her deathbed was how cool it would be to see those two tag together again. He says, come on, man, let's go on one more run for the Jude Meister. Adam, Ritter Adam, starts uh, starts tearing up as he's sitting there listening to Christian uh, talk. Um so they're standing there after Christian gets done cutting uh cutting this promo. Edge has tears in his eyes and he doesn't know what to what to think. Christian's standing beside him and he 
he picks the TNT title up, he raises it above his head, and he goes, ah, and he fucking runs at him like he's going to hit him with it, and Edge, or sorry, Radar Adam, just kicks him right in the dick, and he uh, falls down, he falls down, and he grabs the TNT title, and he tells Christian, shine it up, keep it warm, hell, even sleep with it, because next week, yeah, please don't do that, um, because next week, she's coming home with me. He goes to walk away, and he turns around, and he squats down and gets in Christian's face, and he says, oh, yeah, I almost forgot. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. And they fucking forgot to mute it. But you know what they did mute? They hit the mute button when Christian was looking at him and mouthed, you motherfucker. Uh, how do you fucking miss that? First of all, it had to have been planned from the start, obviously, because it was a reference to the first go fuck yourself and whatnot. How do you fuck? How does the production guy fuck up the timing? Was he falling asleep during Dynamite? Did he fall asleep during one of the TBS match? Because I know I almost did. If I weren't hanging out with you, bruh, I would have not been paying attention. And if I was, I would have been slumped in this fucking chair. But I guess he was fucking slumped in the chair. Dude, that shit killed me. Bro said, go fuck yourself. No bleep whatsoever, dude. Cl- the AEW's production, it can be bad, but sometimes it can be so bad, it is absolutely hilarious. And we had a couple of those on that Wednesday night, and this was probably my favorite. Fucking didn't bleep it out at all. Legendary, man. I wonder how much money Tony Khan had to shell out to fucking to Warner Bros for that fuck up, man. Seriously, seriously, bro. So, Swerve and Jay White were in the main event of this show. So, <clears throat> Swerve ends up ends up picking up the victory here. Um, he countered Jay White's little uh, low blow spot that he did to Roosh uh, last week. Swerve picks up the victory and he puts more points on the board. Um, and I I just have to ask. Like, I get, like, dude, we're in the grounds of, of, of a tournament, right? So, like, f- fatigue, you know, could play a factor here. Are we going to play into the fact that Swerve was probably in AEW's most violent match? Like, is that, does that have no wear and tear on him? Did he turn fatigue off? Um, what, Are they going to play up to that at all? Yeah, dude, they never play up to matches like that, dude. John Moxley would have a fucking brutal-ass pay-per-view match, and he would always, always be on the next Dynamite after that pay-per-view having a match, and he'd be fine. Like, dog, I get trying to make your guy look tough, but you can't make him look that fucking tough. I mean, yes, we're both phenomenal, but I'm I'm sitting here questioning, you're not going to at least be lumping around a little bit? At least? Mm -hmm. Come on, Tony, man. Tony, he just... Uh, I, I, I don't think he knows that he, he's lost the details with how much shit he's having to do with yeah. his job, man. And it, it's one of the obvious many things, man. Um, although, JY took the loss. I think this was the right choice like we discussed last week, man. I think they did the right choice here. And did you see Jay White's post-match promo? I did not. Oh, dude, you gotta watch it. That promo, when you watch it, that is the that is the Jay White we should have been getting from day fucking one. He cut a phenomenal emotional promo. 
uh, just a backstage fucking Twitter video. But the shit we get on TV is not that at all. It might have been on TV, or it might have been like on like Rampage or something. I don't know if they put it on TV at all. But it was phenomenal, dude. You have to go and watch it later. Okay, cool. I definitely will. I definitely will. And then, really, the only thing from SmackDown is uh, Nick Aldis. I guess invited Randy Orton over to SmackDown as these two brands are clamoring for Orton and Punk, which I love. I think that's a great detail. Um, and Orton chose to sign with um, Orton chose to sign with uh, uh, Friday Night SmackDown. So he signed with SmackDown after he fucking gave an RKO to Jimmy Uso. He then gave an RKO to Nick Aldis uh, right after he signed the SmackDown contract, and he told Paul Heyman to tell Roman Reigns that Daddy's back. Um, so Orton's gonna be Orton's definitely gonna be going for Reigns at the Royal Rumble, and that's gonna be good, bro. I'm excited for it. Oh, dude, I can't fucking wait for that shit. I think that's gonna be. Um, I think it's gonna be really good. I like what they're doing here. Um, and I like the, I like that they put. Because obviously we're gonna see more CM Punk on Raw, so putting He's definitely Randy sign with them for sure. Definitely, definitely, and I like I like the little bidding war joke oh, they did yeah. too. I thought that was real funny. Um, but um, I really like what they did here. I can't wait for them to do that with um, or at least I think the Punk signing to Raw will be more guaranteed. I just did the fucking Raw naturally. God damn it! But we say it enough. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, but the CM Punk signing to Raw, I think it'll be less of a bidding war segment and more of maybe just trying to get them, you know, to sign or something. I feel like they're going to do something cool with it, or I hope they do, and I can't wait, man. I like what they're doing with this. I like the idea of two GMs again. I, I, I'm glad we're it. seeing that. I love it, dude. I really do. Um, yeah, lo Logan, <laughs> I feel so bad for AJ, bro. I've I like yeah. where the fuck does AJ come in here? I feel so bad for the man, dude. I really do. But maybe they do AJ at Chamber. Um, that's even if Roman travels to Chamber, which I think he will. Um, at least I hope. Um, but but I'll say, uh, you'll never catch me complaining about um the tribal chief versus. Honestly, anybody, but the Tribal yeah, Chief yeah. versus the Viper, especially with the story that they have, I'm cool with it, but um, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you will also never catch me complaining about fucking AJ Styles versus Tribal Chief, bro. So, um, uh, AJ Styles and Roman Reigns, I don't know how this didn't happen sooner, um, which is why I really don't understand why they didn't do it at Survivor Series. I, I'm clueless as to why the, it was literally the perfect spot to do that at. But Exactly, especially with Randy getting the, the Royal Rumble match. It, it would have been so perfect. Yeah. So goddamn perfect. 100%. Because I guess now maybe you can do Chamber. You can have Cody open the show, win his little chamber match, and then you could do Styles and Reigns uh, and have Cody come out at the end of the show and face off with Roman and maybe even give AJ a little too sweet, bro. That might be a cool moment. Um, oh, to, some, uh, some, some bullet, some bullet club boys. So, um, see, so maybe, maybe that'll be a little cool moment, bro, but they absolutely need to do it before the rain is over because bro 
It's time's ticking, unless, unless I mean it, it happens again, which I doubt. But I think time's ticking this time. I'm actually. down for God mode one more year. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'd probably be done. I can't even cap, so yeah, I'm down. Fucking A. Can't wait on saying that. Do I, would I pick it? No. <laughs> but would I be mad? A little bit. But would yeah. I be okay? Yes. Yes. I... <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. As long as as long as this schedule is better than what it is now. But realistically, yeah, Roman. Unfortunately, the rain is probably probably coming to an end in 2024, bro. So it's 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 gonna be rough. I already I, I'm already planning my I'm I'm already planning my speech for WrestleMania, thanking thanking the thanking the greatness. So um, I'm I, I'm already laying out a road map. Um, I don't know, Logan. I don't know. The, the reason I would be down for it, to be honest, is just because I think it would just be yeah. so fucking funny if he beat Cody Rhodes again. Dude, I, it would be really fucking funny. And just the reaction to that alone would be worth it. It really would, bro. It really would. I, I, that man, Roman, There, nobody in this business would ever look more unbeatable than than Roman Reigns if that man beat Cody Rhodes for twice bro issue <sighs> especially with the story that we were about to talk about on Raw with um the two WrestleMania losers yeah that happened again yep. oh dude this shit will be hilarious but I don't want it to happen but it would indeed be funny as hell <sighs> yeah yeah, man. But yeah, so that God, that would be so funny. That would be so funny, dude. Um, so Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw. So yeah, that was pretty much everything that happened on SmackDown. Orton signed with SmackDown. So yeah, um, nothing like a made up in your head storyline, right? A little bidding war going on. Um, Drew McIntyre comes out there, and he talks about uh. He talked about Jey Uso. He talked about Seth Rollins. He threw a little shade at CM Punk. He said, he said something. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see. I literally just had looked at it. So the apple couldn't have fell far from the tree. Damn. Okay, never mind. I think it did. Well, anyways, Drew McIntyre said something along the lines of, um, you can just do anything around here and get away with it. You can go ahead and get released. You can get fired. You can go off and do whatever you want for a couple years and come back and everybody just loves you. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, okay, starting off hot. So then he starts talking about Jey Uso and how Jey Uso's time is ticking. He then starts talking about Seth Rollins. Um, and then and then he says, and oh, the last one, Sami Zayn. And before he says anything, Sammy, um, Sammy comes out. Sammy comes out and Drew McIntyre says, you know, the truth about you uh, is when you turned on the bloodline, you got everything that you deserved. 
He said, you were running for me for long enough to the point where you ended up having to join the bloodline. And then you got yourself kicked out. He says, so as far as I'm concerned, your loss at Elimination Chamber. Um, um, that's probably where I seen it at. Um, so he, he said, he said, um, yeah, this is what he said. He said, apparently you can get fired, release, leave, do what you want, come back to the company and you're instantly forgiven these days. This man. Um, so, so he's, so he says, um, so, so he says, he says to Sammy, so as far as I'm concerned, your loss was all your fault. He says, and that's the truth. Um, so Sammy then told him the difference between me and you is, um, you know, when I lost in front of my family, I dusted myself, um, uh, I dusted myself off and I became hungrier when you face your biggest humiliation. All you did was point the finger at other people. Um, and then he said, and see this. So this is what drew, this is what tick drew off. He Sammy said, Sammy said after Sammy said after my loss in front of my family, I became a man that my family can be proud of. How do you think your family would feel about you right now? Damn. This pissed Drew yeah, off. Yeah. He said, "Get me a referee out here right now." Him and Sammy uh, then had a really really good match. Uh, Monday Night Raw tonight had really good in ring quality mixed with really good story. Hmm. Yeah. This reminds me of something that was happening a couple of years ago in my yeah, life. It just really oh, does. I can't put my finger on it. I really can't. Can't either, bro. Can't either. Maybe mm-hmm. was it 2021 AEW? Mm. Might have been, man. Might have mm. been. I don't know. Was it that good at that time? I don't know. It might have been, but it, it definitely reminds me. Bring back those more memories in my head of what it used to be. Seriously, bro. Really good entering quality. Sami Zayn had uh, injured his ankle in this match, and once Drew peeped it, he went after the ankle. Uh, the ref was yelling at Drew, trying to fucking tell him to get the fuck away, so he can, so Sammy can, you know, have a moment. And uh, right as uh, the ref was trying to help up Sami Zayn, he hit him with a claymore and beat him. And then after the match, he assaulted Sami Zayn. Um, in the back, and he stepped on his ankle. So I don't know if Sammy's going to be out for a little bit, maybe be out till the Royal Rumble or something, but I could absolutely see Sammy Zayn versus Drew McIntyre being a uh, WrestleMania match of some sorts. Um, if they don't have anything to do for him, I could absolutely see it. Definitely, I could see that. I think that would be a good good match, man. I like what they're doing here, especially with the way they're connected with all the line and how they did it differently. This this feud and this this Drew stuff has been phenomenal, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You and you, as soon as you said that, Logan put it in the chat. Literally the same thing. Drew's character progression has been phenomenal. Literally at the fucking same time, you guys said that. So really has been, man. No, I say it all the time, dude. I said it last week, and I'm gonna repeat myself again, dude. But Drew's character arc has just been fucking second to none, bro. Um, absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic um yes phenomenal absolutely phenomenal i love it this is how you make a character turn and a character arc intriguing this is how you do it 
look at that. You know, just fucking have him walk away from your buddy. <laughs> That's all Tony Khan knows. Just, just man, you know what you're going to go out there and do tonight? You're going to walk away. And tomorrow, next week, you're going to go punch a kid in the face in the crowd. And you're a heel. That's, That's a Tony right. Khan heel turn That's right a there. Tony Khan heel turn. You walk away. You just walk away upset. And the next week, you're a fucking scathing fucking prick. Love it. Absolute monster for no reason. <sighs> How do you fuck up the Kenny heel turn, bro? That's all I gotta say. Tony Khan. Tony Tony Seriously, bro. Um Nia Jax defeats Shayna Baszler. Nice. And uh afterwards Becky Lynch comes out afterwards and storms the ring and Nia retreats. That was that. That's an absolute sleeper part of the show um uh the judgment day catch our truth in their clubhouse again he's sitting there playing with an old box tv he uh judgment day tells him what the hell are you doing in here what is your deal and he said i got the tv on a real good deal it's a flat screen and everything, and it's just a little fucking tiny box TV. They then tell him, dude, we told you yet last week to, to watch where you were going. And then Priest says, JD, I told you, or, or he says, he says, hey, uh, JD, you told me you were going to get rid of him or uh, uh, deal with him. And then R-Truth says, uh, or Damien Priest says, tell him to leave. So R-Truth says, yeah, J.D., they want you to leave. And fucking J.D. tells him he needs to leave again. And then Damian Priest comes in all of a sudden, and he says, yo, J.D., calm down. Don't be mean to him. Like, what the fuck? You just told him to fucking leave. You just told J.D. to tell him to leave. J.D. tells him to leave, and you tell him not to be fucking mean to him. Huh? Yeah. You know what this sounds like? He brought out his Damian side, and then he brought out his Priest side. Oh my I think that's what, God, bro. It's what it sounded like to me, man. We're about to get some <sighs> trash. Okay, I'm not excited for Damian Priest's babyface run. But I will say, our truth segments with the Judgment Day, hilarious. Hilarious. I love oh, them. Oh, they're hilarious, man. Just, oh, where are they going with this turn, man? I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm more scared than intrigued at this point. I just want it to happen already. Yeah, definitely, bro. So, DIY versus Imperium. Two out of three falls. This one was real good. This one had real good in-ring quality. Bro, I was literally sitting in my recliner. And I said to myself, You know, the more I listen to this fucking DIY song, the more I just don't like it. I kind of, I like yeah. the intro. I like the intro, the we are, we are. That part's decent, but as soon as they get into the vocals or the, the lyrics, oh my God, they're so, it's just so fucking, it's so corny, dude. I hate it. Literally, as soon as I, as soon as I said that, I just, if I can hear my phone go off and it's a... Twitter notification from Logan tweeting the exact same thing that was just running through my head. Shit oh, was man. crazy. 
bad that fucking song is, man. How are you fucking up the? How is Paul Levesque fucking up DIY of all people? How is this going on? Um, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. It seems like, uh, I, I the, the intros the the one the one part that I, I don't I don't mind. I think it sounds kind of cool. And then the uh, literally after the we are as soon as he says D I Y, I just I, I eh, I hate it. I fucking hate it, bro. Um, just give me Chrome Hearts. Give me Chrome Hearts, bro. Um. It's that's literally all we need, bro. It's just, it just doesn't fit them, dude. It, it just, it, it doesn't, it, it really doesn't fit them, bro. But, um, Imperium score the first fall. Uh, Ludwig rolls up, I want to say, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, and then the second fall went to DIY after uh, Johnny rolled up Fabian Eichner. And then the last fall was a, it was a really good sequence, bro. It was a bunch of counters and shit, and it ended up leading to a very fast pace and quick uh, meeting in the middle with Champa and um, um, Gargano to uh, Kaiser. Um, and uh, these guys are finally getting wins, and you can kind of start to hear the the crowds kind of starting to take along to them which i like so we're headed on the right direction but let's just please keep getting these guys more wins so they can actually become fan favorites because i know they fucking got it in them i know they got it in them exactly man they just need to keep it up change the theme song and just just keep that grind on going with those two to get them to where they should have been years ago but to get them there now 100 percent hundred percent bro so um so yeah man um so that was that diy picks up the victory in the two out of three falls match and yeah man and then the next match um kaden carter and katana chance defeat tegan knox and natalia okay um okay oh yeah also at the end of that uh diy match um fabian eichner told um kaiser ludwig he told mm -hmm. him i'm not explaining this to the ring general you are <sighs> how many weeks have everyone said stop this shit and they could just continue it i'll tell you what though bro that crowd came fucking alive for fabian eichner's double springboard backflip you that was like the loud that was like one of the fucking loudest reactions of the night in terms of shit that was going on in a match. You just hear a oh like dude, I've been fucking saying for five years that this man is fucking great, dude. I love Fabian Eichner, dude. He's fantastic. But yeah, that kinda that kind of popped me that that got a fucking like a nuts reaction. So that was kinda funny. It's, it's dope as hell. Yeah, that that man got a fucking huge reaction for that for that 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 double springboard, that double springboard backflip, bro. Um, that shit is pretty heat though. I remember 
he well he did it to Johnny Gargano tonight but I remember in 2018 when he did it to Johnny on an episode of NXT and I was like damn this guy's fucking cool as fuck and he had a sick ass theme song bro ah good times and now here we are on the cusp of a fucking Imperium breakup for no reason for no reason just because I guess the only thing I can hope for is when Walter loses the Intercontinental Championship he like uh you know, I guess realizes that these are his boys type thing. Uh, but I, I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, me too. I mean, trying to hope for the best here because I really don't want to fucking see Imperium break up. Definitely so, man, true. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes out here and he says, mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I was terrified of the mist. I was terrified of the mist because there was a man by the name of the great Muda who terrified, terrified me with the mist. And he said, and after last week, all of the times I was scared were instantly justified. He tells Shinsuke, um, uh, he, he, he goes to tell Shinsuke something and we get a video package. Okay, I'm going to say it again for the second week in a row. I'm really starting to like these Nakamura video packages. They got a lot of mystique. They're very ominous. He speaks in Japanese and he speaks slowly, so you got to so you you know, you got to read the subtitles and he just he speaks very slowly and and very ominously and it's it's really sick and like the red background and stuff like it's really good. Another thing that I really like we got a fucking explanation for why he's targeting Cody. And it's really good. It's a really good explanation. So, in my opinion. So he tells Cody. He tells Cody. He says, see, me and you are alike. We, um, uh, he says, last week you declared for the Royal Rumble. He says, well, that's what I did many years ago. And I made my way all the way to the mountaintop. And when I got my WrestleMania match, me and you suffered the same humiliation. Um, he so he tells Cody that they, they suffered the same humiliation uh, at, from you know their WrestleMania losses, which were huge in their career for both of them. Um, huge fucking losses. Um, so he tells so so then he. He tells Cody, he says, I know how it is. You have that devil on your back telling you that you'll never get that moment back. Right? Um, And then he says to Cody, he says, but I see you um, trying to uh, persist on finishing your story. Meanwhile, I fell down a pit after mine. Facts, bro. That's facts. Um, so capable pit actually. Yeah. So. So then he tells. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. So so yeah. then um, so then he tells Cody that in order for Shinsuke to finish his story or to restart his story, he needs to end Cody Rhodes. I'm fucking mm-hmm. with it, bro. I'm fucking with it. I can't lie. I can't even fucking lie, bro. 
I love that reasoning that they, and it's, it, I, I love it, dude. I mean, they're both fucking, they both suffered the same humiliation. Like, dude, that's, that, that that's pretty good reasoning for me. Or at least something just to get us to the Royal Rumble, man. Definitely. I, I'm, I'm rocking with that explanation. Can't lie. Yeah, man, it's a good explanation. I think I think they did good on explaining. It. It's nice to have a Cody Rhodes feud that has a purpose. Yes, and that has exactly. a reason that it's happening, which is really fucking nice. And I like the reason, man. Um, you know, Shinsuke's like, okay, we're both main event jobbers. I want to not be a main event jobber, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be you, so you can't finish your story, so I can finish mine. It's not bad, man. It's not bad. I like what they're doing. I guess. Um, Still not a, uh, just a big Nakamura guy at this point in his career. I just, I, I, even with these video packages, man, I just, I, I don't care. I, deep down, I just really do not care about Nakamura anymore. He's just, he doesn't got the, he lost the Nakamura Riz, man. He really has. And heel Nakamura just doesn't do it for me at all, man. But, um, it's a good story, it's a good story, it's a good reason, and it's a good, um, feud to keep Cody busy for, for Rumble, man, so it's not bad, it's not bad, um, it's just, it's not what it could have been, man, if this happened in, like, 2019, this would be fucking gold, this would be absolute fire, but it's not, it's fucking 2023, um, and damn near 2024, you know, from the start of the feud to what will be the end of the feud, I just... It's so it's been so so many years. I just I knock Nakamura. He's not winning. He's not finishing no type of story. Cody's the one to finish the story. You, you know, I'm not a guy that says predictability is is bad at all. I like predictability, but it's just I just I I, I don't care. I really don't care. And the video packages they're all right. I, I'm not really crazy about them, but um. It, it's, it, this feud's gonna do its job, man, and I'm just glad we're getting a feud that is, you know, telling a story that makes sense and not just. What was the one reason for the Brock feud that he went on first? Nothing. Or oh, the well, that was never technically mentioned by any of them, but um, one week, I think it was Wade Barrett had said that Brock was mad that Cody went on last and he went on first. Yep, that stupid ass reason. So it's not bad. So it's not bad, man. It's just still just can't care about any of this, man. I um I, I get it. I get it. I, I felt I, I I felt the same way. A little bit of a little part of me does still feel the same way, but um I'm slowly coming around to it, but in no sense of the word am I sitting here saying I'm like a huge Nakamura guy or anything like that. That's that that that's gonna take a while if they really want to do that. But I don't really think Nakamura is here to finish any type of story. I think he's here to start Okada's story. If he does come to WWE, I think uh, I think that's what Nakamura will be uh, in the fold for. So, um, and for the love of God, if Okada does leave Japan, please fucking come to WWE. I'm so sick of fucking big name free agents going to AEW and not getting used. Um. Oh, w- yeah. WWE WWE will add some mystique around that man and and uh make him cool. So um so nuts. But yeah, dude. Um but yeah, so hey man. 
I'm 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 fucking with this uh, Nakamura and Cody feud so far, man. I'm fucking with it, bro. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then Cody gets on the mic and he tells Shinsuke that they are nothing alike. And if he wanted to be anything like Cody, then he would come out and talk to him face to face about it. Uh, he tells Nock that he doesn't respect him and um, and he won't until he comes to him face to face, bro. So that was that. That was that, man. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. And I will say I didn't I did not have this bingo I did not have this on my bingo card. I thought I was going to hate this feud, but my job is to be honest with you guys. And I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. I can't even lie. So, um not bad. Yeah, man. Um so yeah, so that's that and um next up uh, the Creed brothers beat, uh, Dominic and, uh, JD McDonough. Um, I guess this was Dominic and JD's test to, um, uh, we're getting Cody and knock next week. Oh, damn. I must've fucking walked out of the room when they were playing that. Um, <laughs> so I must've bro. Um, so I hate one, and it always happens to me too. I walk out of the fucking room, and then they play their little next week, little little next oh, week yeah. bullshit, and then you know I have no fucking clue. But anyways, um, so uh, the Creed brothers beat uh, Dominic and JD, and I'm happy they're finally. I'm happy they uh, are getting the Creed brothers up in the main event scene already, bro. I'm pretty stoked for it, man. Exactly, man. I really like them as a tag team. I think they go nuts, and I like how they're actually pushing them at the start of their of their debut, man. And I like it a lot. There was also a backstage segment in the night where uh, Walter kind of alluded to uh, some ideas for his partners. So I don't know what that means, but I don't mm. know. I don't know. I did see that Punk will be on Raw next week. And speaking of Punk being on Raw next week, Adam Pearce goes up to fucking Seth Rollins, dude. And he tells Seth, he says, hey, I didn't want to go behind your back and not let you know any of this. But I just want you to know. I did invite CM Punk to Monday Night Raw next week. Seth starts laughing. I shit you not, he says. You know, Adam, I don't care. I don't want anything to do with that guy. Go ahead, sign him, and watch it blow up in your face. <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. This feud is about to hit, bro. This feud will feed thy streets, bro. Oh, this is going to be so fucking hilarious. Oh, I cannot wait. And, and, and that's the beauty of... Of of this feud, bro, um, and and that's it. I mean, think about it. Seth wants nothing to do. He wants nothing to do with uh, CM Punk, right? So he's not gonna not gonna bother him. He's not gonna bother him. He's gonna let him do his own thing. He's gonna let him, you know, get into his backstage fights and bury his own grave and do all that fun stuff until he uh, CM Punk becomes undeniable. And what I mean by that is win the Royal Rumble until CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble and Seth has no choice but to fucking, but for Punk to be his problem. It's going to exactly. hit, bro. 
It's going to go so fucking nuts, man. And then Adam Pierce says, well, that's okay. Uh, but I just want you to know, I plan on offering him a very, very lucrative Monday Night Raw contract. So Seth kind of laughed it off again, and he's going to keep laughing it off, man, until he can't laugh it off anymore, and he has to stare Chicago Phil right in the fucking face. Oh, Philly Phil, man. I can't. That shit's going to hit. I cannot wait. They will be in Philly, too, for WrestleMania. So Seth Rollins will be facing Philly Phil. In Philly. I love it, man. That shit's about to go crazy. Phil in Philly, bro. He's going to be facing him. So. The main event. Seth Rollins versus main event. Jay Uso. Also, bro, this fucking bullshit. We can't say. They can't say yeet anymore. You're telling me there's no way around that? It's because these fucking greedy dorks want to make money off it, which I mean, I get. But if you can't make money off it, oh well. Just let He was doing it for fucking, for like a year and a half, two years. Before he started making money off it, just let him keep doing that. Just because you can't make money off, he can't say a phrase? Come on, guys. Come on. Seriously. Don't be there. Please don't. Seriously, bro. I... It's fucking, it's so fucking stupid, dude. It's so stupid. Um. So, Seth and Jey Uso proceeded to feed the streets here in the main event of Monday Night Raw. These guys got a good 16 minutes on the card. And um, it, it was it was it was very good, man. Jay Uso had a really nice near fall, dude, where he uh, he speared Seth and then right went right into a Uso splash. Also. Jey Uso had a video package uh, later in, uh, earlier in the night, uh, and it was very good hyping up this uh, main event, and he ended it with uh, the good old, uh, it's just me, Uso. Love Yeet. to see it, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeet. Love it. But like I said, man, our friend group, or as we like to call ourselves, the Bloodline, Yeet. we were saying Yeet way before they were printing t-shirts, bro. Just want to throw that out there again. Just want to throw that out there again. Before the crowd started chanting yeet and mm-hmm. everything, we were hitting that yeet, bro. And we we're, we're going to continue to hit that yeet. Now we have to. Now it's uh, now it's our task, bro. Now it is. Uh, now it's something we have to uh, carry on the legacy of those hey, goaded hey. fucking bloodline videos, bro. Truly, if they fucking don't, you know. Shell out the money or find a way or let the man say yeet. I will fucking wake it into my soul that the new CM Punk chant, the anti-fucking authority chant, will be yeet from from then on. 100%. 100%. It's the only way, bro. But yes, we will we will carry on the, the legacy of the yeet. I can, I can promise you that. Um, so... Yes, Jey Uso got a very nice near fall, dude. He went to spear Seth again. And Seth might have got a little bit of flashbacks to Money in the Bank 2016 because he countered the spear with a pedigree. 
went right into a curb stomp and he beat main event Jey Uso clean um, and, and what was a really good match, dude. And after the match, as Seth was celebrating, Drew McIntyre came out, uh, started attacking Jey Uso and Seth uh, noticed him and went to uh, do a tope. Um, uh, he went to do a tope on a Drew. Drew caught him, gave him a German suplex, and then he suplexed Jey Uso through the fucking announce table. Brutal. This man got insane levels of hatred. I respect it. He then tells Jay. He then tells Jay Uso that the truth will set him free, and he is almost out of time. Damn, that's he. Very good, bro. Love these broken dreams references, man. I love what they've been doing with Drew McIntyre. It's been really fucking good, man. Phenomenal, fucking phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, dude. I I, I love it, bro. I love it. Um, yes, it's it's been awesome. It's been awesome, man. And that is gonna do it for the week of professional wrestling, bro. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on this Monday evening thank you guys so much man this has been episode 172 of the notorious seals po- <laughs> of the notorious seals podcast man another great edition of notorious unscripted thank you guys so very much thank you guys so much to anybody who watched here's a part of the live chat or anybody on the replay mafia thank you guys so much you guys are the best thank you guys man we love you guys and it has been always 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 a pleasure for my johnny mayhem and i sir k and that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast. Another great edition of Notorious Unscripted. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news. Peace.